Good morning. It is Kale and Company live right here on WKXL, NHTalkRadio.com. It is a delight to have you with us on this Thursday. Weather's going to warm up a little bit today and a little bit more tomorrow, so we can all be happy about that. We are presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Northeast Delta Dental has individual and family plans designed to fit your lifestyle. You can learn more and find your plan at deltadentalcoversme.com. And don't forget, tomorrow morning, it'll be the Friday Fun Bunch with the president and CEO of Northeast Delta Dental, Tom Raffio, and our resident chick flick, Kitty Ray, who'll be... uh, talking about uh, a few movies that she has watched lately. And uh, I, I tell you, I went to the movies yesterday and uh, saw a uh, what what I thought was a very not only enjoyable, but uh, a little slice of uh, history as well. It was called uh, Sweetwater, and it was uh, all about the life of Nat Sweetwater Clifton. Now, if that name is not familiar to you, I'm not surprised. Uh, but uh, Nat Sweetwater Clifton was kind of like the Jackie Robinson of the NBA. Uh, Nat Sweetwater Clifton was one of the first black players, certainly the, uh, the first big uh, African-American star in the NBA uh, back in 1950. So uh, Nat Sweetwater Clifton, his story is uh, being told in film now in the movie Sweetwater, which is playing locally, so uh, check it out when you have the chance. I I think it's also on Netflix. But, Kat, I don't know about you, but, you know, I'm I'm a lot older than you are, Kat, but uh, I'm an old-fashioned guy. I like to see movies in a movie theater. I do, too. Do you really? Yeah, Yeah. it's an experience. You know, it's the theater. It's yeah. the theater in me. <laughs> yeah. It's the performer. Yeah. And not that this movie had any great special effects or anything like that. It wasn't that kind of a movie. Uh, it was a great story, but, uh, you know, not, not high tech in any, in any way. Uh, it was not a lot of spectacular crashes and explosions and uh, nothing like that. Uh, but still, seeing it on the, on the big screen and having like a bag or a box of popcorn in your lap, there's nothing like it. It's true. It's, it's part of the experience. It, it it's is. It's part of the experience. It is. And, and, you know, when you have popcorn at home, and, and, which I do often, uh, but you worry about, ah, oh, it's going to be on the floor. I'll have to uh, vacuum it, pick it up, you know. <laughs> if it true. falls on the floor at the movie theater, you don't care. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna, they're going to sweep it up, right? They're going to sweep it up. So quickly. true. Yeah. That is so true. Yeah. So so at any rate, uh, Sweetwater, I would recommend it. Although uh, the gauge that uh, many people use to uh, select their movies, Rotten Tomatoes, wasn't as high on it as I was. Now, I, I mean, maybe from a technical standpoint, I mean, it wasn't the most elaborate film of, of all time, but it told a great story. It really did. And uh, I enjoyed it. I mean, you know, I'm a sports fan, so maybe I'm a little biased, but it was a, a great story about uh, how this, uh, this uh, man, uh, Nat Sweetwater Clifton, uh, transitioned from the Globetrotters, the Harlem Globetrotters, he was uh, one of the original Globetrotters under their uh, coach and uh, manager and owner, Abe Saperstein. 
And uh, Abe was given, it, at that time, a large amount of money uh, to, uh, you know, get the contract of uh, uh, of Sweetwater Clifton. The New York Knicks wanted to sign Sweetwater Clifton, and uh, they did, ultimately by offering Abe Saperstein a big uh, sum of money to buy his contract, and then they gave um, a, a nice uh, stipend, a nice uh, salary to uh, Mr. Clifton himself, and uh, he was one of the first three uh, African-American players uh, in the NBA. And it was just interesting to see how it all unfolded uh, back in that era. He was a, a sergeant, by the way, uh, in uh, in the Army for three years during World War II. So he served his country as well and uh, played on the Globetrotters, which at one time, you know, the Globetrotters are still in existence, the Harlem Globetrotters, which really, folks, they never really had anything to do with Harlem, New York. But uh, as the story goes, Abe Saperstein, the coach-slash-owner of uh, the Harlem Globetrotters, uh, took this team, and many times he would drive the bus or his his big car with the just the six members of the team that were on it at the time, and uh, he would drive himself to, you know, the, the hinterlands of uh, upstate New York, Michigan, the South, you name it, wherever it was that they could get a game or games uh, every day because they had to make ends meet. And uh, mostly, mostly going to white communities. And uh, he, he said he chose the name Harlem uh, because he wanted to uh, kind of let people know that the the team that would be visiting their city or town would be an all-black team because Harlem certainly was uh, most associated with the black community. And uh, so he, he named it the Harlem Globetrotters, even though uh, none of the original players on the Harlem Globetrotters were actually from uh, Harlem, New York. But a uh, very intriguing uh, story about uh, how it all came to pass. And uh, I, I would recommend it. I, I like stories like that, like biographies and, and, and true-to-life tales of, uh, of uh, you know, uh, a rise from the ashes, if you will. And uh, he grew up, uh, you know, very poor and then uh, uh, moved to a, a larger city uh, growing up. And it was just a great story, really was. So I would recommend it, Sweetwater. Even though Rotten Tomatoes doesn't, folks, uh, take it from me. It was uh, it was a great, great story. Uh, another uh, story that took place yesterday is, is, as a matter of fact, we have another candidate for president, not on the Republican side this time, but on the side of the Democrats. Robert Kennedy Jr., Robert F. Kennedy Jr., has thrown his hat into the ring. He was in New Hampshire at uh, the New Hampshire Institute of Politics at St. Anselm College recently, and our good friend uh, Neil Levesque had a chance to uh, meet him there and and chat with him. Uh, and uh, Neil, I, I, you know, he had a, a positive reaction to uh, Mr. Kennedy. But apparently, this uh, isn't a very popular decision uh, by some of his family members. By some of his family members, believe it or not. I'm just reading right now from uh, Politico. 
No American political dynasty is more familiar with service, sacrifice, and scandal than the Kennedys. But many of this Kennedy's family members want nothing to do with their progeny's all-but-doomed bid, referring to Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Several of Kennedy's siblings and relatives are openly backing President Joe Biden for a second term. Three of them are diplomats for his administration. Just a smattering of his children and grandchildren showed up for the launch of his campaign yesterday in Boston. And when reached by phone, one of his brothers, Joseph Kennedy, begged off a chance to talk about it all. Most American families, they have uh, never uh, have any differences with each other. So when it happens with a family, it really is huge news, like everywhere. The now candidate Kennedy said to laughter from a standing room crowd that packed the ballroom of the Boston Park Plaza Hotel to see him. I have no ill will toward any of them, he added. Kennedy, if nothing else, is aware of the value of the family brand. He's now 69 years old. He uh, opined at length about his famous forebearers, flashing old photos and brandishing his family name in one of his Uncle Ted's old fundraising haunts. As he peddled the type of anti-vaccine rhetoric, his living relatives have disavowed. He drew parallels to his father in one breath and blasted government censorship and corporate media misinformation in another. He largely steered clear of Biden, who's spoken at length of his deep regard for the Kennedy family and modeled his cancer moonshot after JFK's initiative. Kennedy said he chose Boston for his launch because of the time he spent there as a kid, but also because Massachusetts is Kennedy country. No doubt about it. Well, there you have it. Another uh, another presidential candidate. Another candidate that will be, I'm sure, spending a lot more time in New Hampshire and in Iowa and in South Carolina as the primary season draws closer. Still a few unannounced candidates out there as well that we think will be entering, especially on the Republican side. But we will talk uh, next week with uh, Neil Levesque about uh, Robert F. Kennedy's uh, now official candidacy for President of the United States. We'll take a break. Kale and Company continues right here on WKXL and NHTalkRadio.com, presented by Northeast Delta Dental. We'll be right back. Kale and Company live right here on WKXL, NHTalkRadio.com. Great to have you along with us on this Thursday. Well, if you're a Boston Bruins fan, you weren't too happy about the way things went last night at the at the TD Garden. The Bruins and the Florida Panthers playing game two of their opening round NHL Stanley Cup series. Bruins won the first game. Uh, three to one on a Monday night at the TD Garden. Although, I you know I didn't think they played especially well. They played well enough to win, 
but uh, certainly uh, not their best performance on Monday. But a win is a win. We'll take it. Uh, Last night, game tied 2-2 after the second period. And then the Florida Panthers reeled off four, count them, four unanswered goals in the third period before the Bruins could score one. And uh, they skated away with a 6-3 to three victory over the Bruins. And the game, I'll tell you, the game got very, very chippy in the latter stages. Lots of altercations, lots of fights, lots of blood. And there could be a carryover to Game 3, which will be played tomorrow evening, Friday night, at uh, the, the at uh, the arena in Sunrise, Florida, which is uh, close to Miami. And uh, the weather will be hotter and the action on the on the ice will be uh, will be hot as well because uh, these two teams don't like each other very much at all. And it showed at the end of the game last night. Although I think a big reason, for all the altercations and the chippiness that took place at the end of the game last night was the Bruins' frustration. They, they were frustrated, totally frustrated, uh, with the game they played last night and the performance they put on in front of their goaltender, Linus Ullman, because they turned the puck over time and time again, uh, giving, giving uh, Florida uh, numerous Great scoring chances, and they took advantage. Four unanswered goals in that third period before the Bruins could get back on the board. But by the time they did, uh, the game was uh, all over for all intents and purposes. So the series now is tied at one apiece. We shall see. The Bruins, in the first two games of this series, have been without the services of Patrice Bergeron, their captain. Uh, he has uh, an upper body injury. We're not sure specifically uh, what it is, but nonetheless, his status is questionable for tomorrow night and Sunday. We'll find out today if he makes the trip to Florida with his Bruins teammates because he means so much to that team. And, uh, His presence has been missed, or something has been missing anyway, on the ice for the first two games. But the series is tied at one, despite the fact the Bruins have uh, yet to play the kind of hockey we saw in the regular season from them. But they did manage to win that first game, but uh, last night laid an egg, especially uh, in that third period and uh, wound up losing Six to three. So we'll see if they can rebound on Friday night in Florida. Meanwhile, the Celtics have a two games to none lead over the Atlanta Hawks in their first round NBA series. Derek White, Celtics guard, has been spectacular. He has been the team's best player in the first two games and just terrific to watch. Uh, the Celtics with the two games to a none lead over Atlanta. And game three of that series will be tomorrow night in Atlanta, Georgia. Red Sox, they lost 10-4 last night 
to the Minnesota Twins. Horrendous start for Corey Kluber, two-time American League Cy Young Award winner. Uh, did not pitch like one uh, last night against the Minnesota Twins. And now the rubber game of the series will be played uh, later today at uh, Fenway Park before the Red Sox embark on a road trip to Milwaukee and Baltimore. So they go from the frying pan into the fire. Milwaukee uh, is one of uh, the best teams in baseball, and that's where the Red Sox will be starting on Friday night. Speaking of baseball, here's a big story. The Oakland Athletics have signed a binding agreement to purchase land near the Las Vegas Strip where they intend to construct a major league ballpark, according to team president Dave Caval. The agreement is for a 49-acre site owned by Red Rock Resorts, the parent company of Station Casinos. Caval told the the Las Vegas Review-Journal a 1.5 billion 35,000-seat stadium with a partially retractable roof would be built on the site, adding that uh, other developments, including restaurants and an amphitheater, are being discussed. Now, this is for Las Vegas. They already have uh, pro hockey, Vegas Golden Knights. They have pro football, the Vegas Raiders. And now, starting in, I believe, 2027, they will have Major League Baseball. Here's the question. Will Vegas have an NBA team up and running before a Major League Baseball team? Because eventually they will have an NBA team. There is no doubt about it. No question about it. And I think one of the owners of that NBA team, one of the owners, not the sole owner, but uh, one of the investors will be Tom Brady. And I say that because Tom Brady just recently bought a piece of the Las Vegas WNBA team, the women's NBA team in Las Vegas. And I think he did that uh, to get his foot in the door of the world of basketball and uh, position himself to become one of the owners of a new NBA franchise, which will inevitably be placed in Las Vegas. Why not? Why not? I mean, the hockey team has been incredibly successful at the box office and not too bad on the ice either. The football team, well, they're the Raiders and they sell out every game. It's it's not only... uh, you know, uh, a popular spot for the locals to attend a game. But I am sure, you know, there are many fans like myself who look at their favorite NFL team's schedule and say, which road game, which road game are we going to attend uh, this year of fill in the blank of your favorite football team? And now many of those fans are selecting Las Vegas, the most popular road destination of NFL fans, is now Las Vegas. So 
Why not? It would be true, I'm sure, of uh, baseball fans. It would be true of basketball fans. So they're not, you know, obviously just depending on the locals uh, to show up from Las Vegas and and surrounding areas. But uh, they are depending on big tourism dollars, which have already come in for the hockey team and the football team and will inevitably go to Vegas for now baseball and certainly in the not-too-distant future uh, basketball. So it has become, and uh, and uh, will be even more so in years to come, really the, the sports capital of America. And, of course, a lot of that has to do with uh, other things that are available to people uh, in Las Vegas. Cat knows all about that. I know that for sure. At any rate, we will take a break, and when we come back, uh, we will talk, uh, among uh, other things, about an event that's happening in Concord tonight to benefit local musicians. And you know that they are near and dear to our heart here on uh, Kale and Company and WKXL. So we'll talk about that event tonight and uh, a lot more when we continue here on Kale and Company Live on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com, presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Welcome back. It's Kale and Company Live here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com, and uh, we are presented by Northeast Delta Dental. And last week, of course, we had our local musicians week. We had a great time and uh, hope to do it again in the not-too-distant future. And uh, joining us, one of those uh, musicians that was on with us uh, last week, we're talking about uh, Andrew from uh, Andrew North and the Rangers. Andrew, good morning to you. Good morning, Ken. It is uh, great to have you back, and uh, I know uh, tonight uh, you have a uh, performance at uh, Panucci's in downtown Manchester, and uh, tell us all about that and uh, what it will benefit. Yeah, it's uh, in downtown Concord, actually. Um, What did I say? You said Manchester. Oh, I did. No, downtown Concord. What am I saying? You're absolutely right. (laughs) All good. Don't don't Uh, go to Panucci's in Manchester because it doesn't exist anymore. That's right, yeah, so we don't want anybody heading down that way. <laughs> okay, so at downtown Concord tonight, Panucci's, what's happening? Yeah, so uh, we're, we're teaming up um, with Lucas Gallo, who you also had on last week. Yes, he's we gonna, did. He's going to play a set, and then our band is going to play uh, two sets, and we also have another uh, great local musician, Matt Bissack, joining us to sit in with our band for the whole show, which is going to be super fun. Uh, and then Panucci's and In-Town Concord have teamed up to make this um, a fundraiser to raise money uh, to fairly pay all the musicians who perform at Concord's Market Days, which is uh, a cause that uh, we're really excited about, and uh, we're hoping to raise a lot of money tonight. Well, and that's uh, that's great. I, ho- I hope you do. There's a, uh, a $10 cover charge, and it's obviously uh, $21+. Plus. Uh, but uh, here to four, musicians who have performed at Market Days have not been paid, correct? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, and I, I don't know the actual total of musicians, local musicians who perform at that event, but it's probably at least... 40 or 50 people, yep. uh, all, all volunteering their time. Um, you know, 
partly, you know, to make the festival better, but partly for the hope of, you know, exposure to a broader audience. And, you know, we, we very much believe and know from experience how much work it takes to, to put a live music show together. And so we really do believe in the cause of, of compensating those folks who make that festival so great. Didn't I, I read last week that uh, the city had, had received some kind of a, a government uh, stipend to pay for artists, and they were going to designate at least some of that uh, for the musicians who played at Market Days? I, I saw that, too. I haven't read up on the details yeah. of that, so I know that this is sort of a multi-pronged effort from in-town Concord to, yeah. to get funds from as many sources as possible to pay, uh, pay musicians. Um, so... Yeah, so we're, we're really excited to be a part of that. Well, you guys are, are certainly uh, deserving of, uh, uh, of being paid for sure. And uh, I, I had not realized up until uh, I, I talked with uh, Lucas a couple of weeks ago, uh, who, uh, you know, usually uh, and for the last 10 years has been scheduling the acts for uh, market days and has been doing a great job. I, I was blown away with the fact that uh, the musicians were, were not getting anything uh, for their hard work at market days. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't don't really realize um, how much of the work musicians do is is uncompensated. And you know, we we do it because we love it, and playing a show is really really fun. Um, but it's hard to make it sustainable. Um, you know, to fit into a life that has bills and groceries and sure. mortgages and everything. Um, you know, to do everything for free. So. I think, I, you know, at least I'll speak for myself and my band. We do it because we love it and we have a blast. But, um, you know, I, I think the issue of, of paying musicians is, is a very important one. There's, there's no question about it. And I'm so glad to see it's moving in that direction for for market days and uh, uh, try to find out more about that, that stipend that uh, the city of Concord was given. I'm, I'm not uh, too familiar with it either, but the important thing in the immediate future is to get to Panucci's tonight in downtown Concord and uh, check out a great show. Lucas Gallo is, is going to open, what, about 8.30, something like that, Andrew? Yeah, about 8.30. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's go. It's going to be um, honestly just a fabulous night of of music in Concord overall because you have uh, Nickel Creek at the Capitol Center and uh, the Hip Abduction at the Bank of New Hampshire stage, and the both of those shows are probably going to wrap up around ten or ten thirty. Uh-huh. I would encourage folks going to those shows to come down to our show afterwards because uh, we'll be going a little bit later than that. And um, it, you know, I think it's just going to be a really great night to get out on the town and see. Um, a couple of venues and a couple of great musical acts that are happening in town. So it's really fun when these kind of nights come together uh, in town. And it you know, makes you feel really good about where Concord is at as a city and as a music city. So true. I mean, it is such a, a vibrant uh, music area between uh, Concord, Manchester, Portsmouth, uh, and uh, you know, even in the, uh, the western part of the state, in the Monadnock region, and Lakes region, all over the state. I mean, the music scene is very vibrant, and uh, none more vibrant than right here in Concord. And Panucci's Ale House is the place to be tonight in downtown Concord. And it uh, might be a little bit difficult to find if you've never been there, but it's uh, hidden away in uh, Bicentennial Square, right? Is that, that, that Do I have the right square? Uh, yeah, that's right. It, yeah. So it's inside Bicentennial yeah, Square. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's the coffee shop right there, Brothers Portado. Yeah. And then Panucci's is sort of down the little alley, and there's a door. And it's, it's in... Um, 
it's in the basement, so you go in the door and down the stairs, and it's a it's a really fun music room. Yeah, and that, and uh, it certainly is. There's no question about that. And it'll be uh, it'll be rocking tonight between uh, uh, between Lucas Gallo and Andrew North and the Rangers. And uh, you're going to play uh, two sets tonight. Yeah, uh, two sets, and um, yeah. So we're going to have uh, just just a ton of music. Uh, we usually. Um, end up, you know, playing for as long as people want us to when we have a night like this. So it should it should be a, a really good time. Well, it's going to be a fun night. And again, it all begins at 830. But get there early so you get a good seat. And uh, it's a $10 cover charge, but it's going to fund the musicians who will be playing this year and providing great entertainment at Market Day. So uh, a big, big night. Andrew? I know you're a busy guy in the morning with your kids, and uh, I appreciate you taking a few minutes to spend uh, time with us. Yeah, of course. Thanks so much for having me, Ken. It's always a pleasure. And I'm glad you corrected me on that location, too. <laughs> you know, I'm old. Yeah, Sometimes I forget what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I believe me, I, I'm in the same boat most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, Andrew, we'll, we'll see you tonight. That sounds great, Ken. Thank you. Thanks so much for being with us. Take yeah, care. have a great day. Andrew of Andrew North and the Rangers, and they were one of the groups that we had on uh, last week. Boy, Andrew was uh, in studio, and he he was uh, fabulous. The group is great. And, uh, again, uh, I'll tell you, they they love what they do. They have to uh, because all of these local musicians, like Lucas Gallo, like Andrew, uh, like, you know, all the others we featured last week, they all have other jobs because they have to. Uh, you know, these musical gigs, uh, if they if they pay at all, uh, it is it is not as much as they really deserve for the entertainment they provide. So uh, it is very important that, uh, you know, they, they do get something uh, for what they're doing. But, Cat, uh, as you know, uh, a lot of uh, people like uh, the local musicians we're talking about uh, perform for the love of it, but, you know, that can only go so far. It's true. It's yeah. true. I think it's just a form of recognition when you get paid a stipend as a performer because it is a lot of work. It's yeah. a lot of work to prepare. You're rehearsing constantly. You're traveling gas, you know. Right. Um, it's a lot. And, you know, don't get me wrong, especially as a, as a singer and when you're starting out, you're going to be doing a lot of free gigs. That's how you get your experience um, and your exposure, but... Once you get a you know a few years under your belt, it's okay to attach a little uh, dollar amount to your time because that that is worth being paid for. So. Oh, absolutely so. So uh, uh, get out there tonight if you possibly can to uh, Panucci's in uh, Bicentennial Square in downtown Concord, and it is a great music spot. We have so many uh, in the area, as Lucas was uh, talking about, some uh, great music at uh, many venues tonight in the area. And uh, tonight, uh, Lucas Gallo will be opening for Andrew North and the Rangers at uh, Panucci's in uh, downtown Concord. And there is a uh, $10 cover charge. And uh, I know I'll be ha- happy to pay it uh, for the uh, local musicians. And, uh, you know, they, they certainly deserve, a, a, you know, at least gas money. Come on, least gas money, right? I mean, uh, with the price of gas, what it is these days, uh, you know. Uh, they they need you know they have to get there folks they have to get to these events uh, and uh, it's tough it's tough to walk 
uh, to these events with all the equipment that they have. So that's not happening. All right. We will take a break. You hear the music. Don't forget, tomorrow we'll have our Friday Fun Bunch. Tom Raphael will be here. And I know one thing that Tom is going to be talking about, and that is a big event tomorrow night, 19th Annual NHTI Northeast Delta Dental 5K Road Race at uh, NHTI, which is uh, adjacent to the uh, Delta Dental uh, headquarters in Concord. And that'll be uh, tomorrow from 6 to 8. So I know Tom will be talking about that, among other things. And Tom's wife, Ellen, is heading across the pond, I think, even as we speak. And she will be participating shortly uh, in the London Marathon. So we'll talk about that as well. And maybe, just maybe, we'll get a call from London tomorrow if things work out. We'll take a break. Kale and Company will continue right here on WKXL and nhtalkradio.com. Kale and Company live here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. Great to have you with us on this Thursday. You know, I just found out this week that uh, my producer, Cat has a rabbit. Can you believe that? As a pet. Cat has a rabbit. How are you enjoying life with a rabbit, Cat? You know, it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> he's actually really great. Um, his name is Pom Pom. Um, and he was rescued from the ASPCA from the circus. From the circus? Yeah, he was rescued from the circus. Wow. He's litter trained. He's a good boy. He's two years old. Um, he is a New Zealand white, although I don't think... That is his breed. I actually think he's a different breed, so I need to speak to the vet about that because there's a distinct difference in um, length of you know age, like how long they will live compared to the New Zealand white and the one that I think that he is. So I just I would like to know those things because I love animals. <laughs> well, I know you do, and you you showed me some footage uh, earlier today of uh, of pom pom yeah. hopping around. Little Pom Pom. Yeah. <laughs> I know. He's so sweet. He does this little side hop. If if you have had rabbits or you know about rabbits, you'll know what I'm talking about. But I've never had a rabbit. I know no. you find it hard to believe, but I've never had a rabbit. <laughs> I've had some strange animals. I had a I had a bearded dragon before Pom Pom named oh my Lily. Goodness. Wow. Um yeah. Yeah, yeah. She was extremely high maintenance, but literally the love of my life. I was so sad when she passed. But um the my rabbit does something called the binky hop. Yeah. And he just randomly throws his feet to the side and just hops in the air. It just means he's super happy. <laughs> so well, who wouldn't be? You know, he's getting so uh, sweet. getting uh, the the love and attention he's getting from you. So uh, that 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 is terrific. So I love him. Yeah, we'll we'll uh, keep people posted on pom uh, pom. Little pom pom from yeah. the circus. <laughs> yes, from the circus. I don't know what what that entailed or what. What that was about, but right. only from, he knows. From the circus. Actually, I'm I'm taking my grandchildren to a circus tomorrow. Oh, really? Where yeah, are you going? In, in Massachusetts. It's oh, in uh, Wilmington. They're having the Shriners Circus uh, all this week in uh, Wilmington, Mass. And it's all for the benefit of uh, the Shriners and the great work that they do. And uh, there are no exotic animals I mean, animals have pretty much been eliminated uh, from circuses these days. Yeah. Uh, and uh, certainly no elephants, no lions, no tigers, nothing like that. 
I don't know if there'll be any form of animals, but, uh, you know, this always, you know, uh, I was going to say musicians, no, magicians and, uh, you know, aerial artists and acrobats and clowns. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And I've never taken my grandchildren to a circus before, so I want to see what what kind of reaction they have. It's a lot of fun. It is. It is. (laughs) I'm I'm looking forward to it. Sad story uh, in the news, and and certainly our thoughts and prayers go out to uh, a gentleman who's been part of the fabric uh, of uh, the state of New Hampshire for uh, quite some time since his playing days at uh, at Dartmouth College from 1975 through 1978, and uh, for the second time he is the football coach at Dartmouth, Buddy Tevens. Uh, he has had his uh, right leg uh, amputated after a bicycle crash last month. He also uh, suffered spinal cord damage in the collision. His wife, uh, Kirsten Tevens, called the outpouring of support since the March 16th accident in St. Augustine, Florida, nothing short of amazing. Uh, that was a statement released by uh, Dartmouth College. Goes on to say, as Buddy navigates through the healing of his injuries, he's experiencing many positive improvements. Unfortunately, as a result of the accident, Buddy's right leg was amputated due to the severity of the injury, the statement read. He is alert and communicating with us and ready for transfer to a premier rehab facility to continue healing. Uh, Spinal cord injuries are challenging. And if anybody is up for the challenge, it is Buddy. We appreciate your continued respect of our privacy as we navigate this ongoing recovery process as a family. End quote from the statement that was released yesterday uh, by Dartmouth College. Stevens is uh, 66. He was injured when a pickup truck uh, struck him around 8.40 p.m. on that uh, March 16th evening as he tried to cross uh, State Road A1A, and that's the main beach thoroughfare along the Florida coast. So certainly our thoughts and prayers go out to uh, Buddy, and uh, he has been uh, at Dartmouth uh, in his most uh, recent incarnation since 2005. He had previously coached the Big Green from 1987 to 1991, had uh, stints as well uh, at the University of Maine, uh, Tulane, Illinois, Florida, Stanford. He was the head coach at Stanford from 2002 to 2004, but came back to his alma mater and has done a great job at uh, at Dartmouth uh, over the years. He's a, a legend in uh, New Hampshire sports. And again, uh, send your prayers to uh, Buddy Tevens and... Uh, Looking for a a great recovery. Well, coming up on Saturday, you know what that is? That's Earth Day. That's right. Uh, You can celebrate uh, Earth Day 2023 with a variety of family-friendly activities from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. this Saturday at New Hampshire's Autobahn Massabesic Center, 26 Audubon Way. In Auburn, it's right over the Manchester line, uh, right next to uh, Lake Massabesic. Activities include guided nature walks, uh, bluebird nest box building, 
Animal Animal Ambassador uh, presentations, children's story time, crafts, and more. Uh, Master gardeners will be on site to assist in bringing conservation efforts home with advice on vegetable gardens, rain gardens, planting for pollinators, and container planting. You can learn about the importance of pollinators while children participate in their own monarch migration adventure. And then you can move inside and stroll through the Love Our Planet art exhibit, attend a children's story time, and meet some of our resident reptiles at the Audubon Center in Auburn. Again, just uh, it's off uh, 28, just uh, over the Manchester Auburn line, the uh, Audubon Center, 26 uh, Audubon Way. And the tickets very inexpensively priced at $15 for a family of four. Each family will receive a free bluebird nesting box and a silky dogwood shrub to plant. So it's going to be a great day, a great way to celebrate Earth Day. And if you'd like more information, just go to nhaudubon.org slash Earth Day. Or if it's easier, you can call uh, 603-224-9909. Again, 603-224-9909. All taking place on Earth Day, which is Saturday, the 22nd of April. Now, tomorrow, uh, you have the opportunity to give the gift of life. Concord Community Blood Drive going on from noon to 5.30 tomorrow at the Concord Red Cross office, which is located at 2 Maitland Street in Concord. If you'd like more information on that, uh, you can call 1-800-RED-CROSS. As simple as that. And uh, blood is always in uh, short supply. And uh, I, you know it only lasts for a short amount of time, so it has to be replenished. And if you can uh, stop by tomorrow between noon and 5.30 to Maitland Street uh, in Concord and give the gift of life, it would be very much appreciated. And uh, so much going on this weekend in and around the, the Capital Region. We mentioned the event tonight at uh, Panucci's to benefit local musicians who will be participating in Market Days this June. In downtown Concord, I mean, at market days, uh, they have music from the start of the event on uh, Thursday to the end of the event on Saturday. Continuous music at a number of different uh, locations and most of it out of doors. And we're hoping for great weather this year for market days because WKXL will be there and uh, meeting and greeting people who uh, visit market days in downtown Concord. Uh, this June. So uh, really uh, looking forward to that and I hope the weather will be good uh, as well. Capital Jazz Orchestra is going to be performing this Sunday at 3 o'clock at the Capital Center for the Arts. Always put on a, uh, a terrific show. So, uh, so many things going on in our great state of New Hampshire and, uh, and more specifically here in the Capital Region. So we thank you for joining us today here on Kale & Company. As always, it has been a delight to chat with you for the past hour or so. 
and uh, look forward to doing it tomorrow with our Friday Fun Bunch. It'll be Tom Raffio, President and CEO of Northeast Delta Dental, and our resident flick chick, Kitty Ray, will have some movie talk for us as well. It all takes place uh, tomorrow. Thanks again for joining us. Canlin Company Live presented by Northeast Delta Dental with individual and family plans designed to fit your lifestyle. Learn more and find your plan at deltadentalcoversme.com. Thanks for joining us. Have a great Thursday, everyone.